This is the G Podcast with your host, Tommy B. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome back. It is another episode of the G Podcast, a very special This is the G Podcast because it's Father's Day and Juneteenth. <laughs> so we don't know, we don't know which one got priority today, but at least we know Juneteenth is going to be celebrated on the 20th. So we'll make it Father's Day. How about that, y'all? Let's give them all the fathers who might be listening to the podcast, all the fathers who are listening live. What's up? Um, congratulations on your big piece of chicken. And, you know, we're just happy for we just thrilled. You tie whatever you got today. Um, got to say happy Father's Day to uh, my, my esteemed panelist in the building. And uh, Tanya B is off this week. Uh, of, of course, Vi is probably eating his big piece of chicken with his kids right now somewhere in Georgia. But I uh, got to say what's up. First of all, to K-Dub. K-Dub is in uh, uh, Ohio, D-A-Y-T-O-N or O-H-I-I. Yeah. I, I, how's the song go? O-H-I-O. <laughs> so let's give it up for K-Dub in the building. K-Dub, how you doing, man? Oh, man, I'm good, man. Our temperature finally came from the 90s. You know, we had a few days this week. It was like 97, 98. Oh, it's crazy, so man. It was scorching, but we backed down to 85. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But you know what's up? Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm coming to Harold Michael Harvey in just a minute. But um, the last couple of days, the humidity came down here. And, and that's drastic for us. I mean, when uh, I, I lived in Dallas for seven years. And one of the things about living in Dallas, you might get the heat, but the humidity might not be. But Georgia, that humidity, man, when when it's like, what, 98 degrees and the, the humidity is like 70, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, the heat index is like 106. I mean, it's torturous. So I'm just glad the humidity's low. And uh, I, I got to shout out Newton Collier. You know Newton, uh, probably Harold, Harold Michael Harvey. Uh, you know Harold, you know him. Uh, Newton Collier, uh, you know, definitely a legendary horn player. Sam and Dave uh, lives in uh, Macon, Georgia. And he sent right. me uh, a really good article from Time Magazine that talks about the impact on heat, how, how heat impacts your body. So uh, definitely, thank you so much. Newton's always looking out for us, sending us stuff. I'll see if I can post that link on the uh, podcast notes this week. But anyway, thank you so much, K-Dub, man. Appreciate you being Did you get a big piece of chicken, man? What'd you get today? Man, we had lots of pizza. Me and the grandkids, it was it was all pizza, man, about two hours ago. So oh, I'm glad I was able to make it. I'm going to let you absorb that cheese, brother, because that cheese, when you when you become a, a certain age, that cheese don't play. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> that cheese. All right. Hey, what's up? Harold Michael Harvey is in the building. Y'all give it up, man. The one and only. Yeah, all right. The one hasn't been here because he's been hobnobbing. You know, <laughs> the upper crust, Harold oh. Michael Harvey, speaking of pizza. But got to say what's up, Harold Michael Harvey. You looking, how, how do they say in the country, you looking spry? Well, thank you. Is that, uh, is, is that the country say, is that, did I say it the right way? Is it? That's right. That's what they say in the country. You're looking, you're looking spry. Um, well, I, but, but I tell you, the post I get to 80, the, the younger it looks to me. That's what I'm saying, man. That's what I'm talking about. HaroldMichaelHarvey.com. Go there for everything, Harold Michael Harvey. And, and Harold Michael Harvey, man, is an author. Uh, he is our political analyst. And, and one of the reasons he, he's here today, um, there's so much going on in the world and so much going on in terms of politics. But we're talking about not just our, how do you say it, you know, our everyday conversational politics. This, you know, is our democracy is facing us. I mean, the, the, 
what do you call it? The fate of our democracy is just staring us in the face right now. And Mr. Harvey, I don't know if people really understand and take that seriously. I mean, this is the 50th anniversary of Watergate. And when Watergate first occurred, I was I was eight. You know, you were 20. And my point in saying that is your perspective is a lot better. But I think there was was there more at stake then or now with that situation? You actually have the exact same things at stake because the, the, both events occurred around a similar seemingly um, event, and that was a president trying to steal the upcoming election. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, the whole idea behind the plumbers, um, uh, the Richard Nixon administration, Richard Nixon and his administration sending the plumbers in to uh, break into the Watergate um, hotel, uh, which housed the uh, headquarters for the Democratic National Convention, was to get um, information uh, that they could use against the Democratic uh, presidential nominee in the upcoming election. So Richard Nixon was trying to hold on to the White House. Mm. And so he uh, concocted a scheme, uh, conspired with others to... um, to commit a, a felony, breaking and entering, and to take certain documents um, out of the Democratic National Committee headquarters. Yeah. And then so what do we have in 20, uh, 2021 uh, is, uh, is the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it is a, a president conspiring to, uh, to win an election that he had already lost. Mm. So, so, uh, and so when you get to the point where a president uh, will violate the law to maintain an office that maybe he doesn't deserve to hold, because it looked like Richard Nixon probably was going to be voted out of office um, in the next election cycle. So he had to um, he wanted he wanted to hedge his bet by getting as much dirt as he could on um, on the Democrats so that he could sway the election to him. Well, let me ask same. you, let me ask you at that point, Mr. Harvey, you're a writer and you've written, you know, of course, nonfiction, fiction. Could you write a better plot? No. I mean, it's just drama in real life. Uh, you, you, you couldn't. Watergate was the same way. Uh, the uh, January 6th uh, insurrection, the same way. And they both get to, if they, if those, if, if both of those events were successful, hmm. it would have uh, destroyed democracy. Yeah. It would have changed uh, our government. So 50 years ago, had Nixon been successful, he would have um, proven that he was above the law. Yeah, so true, so true. Wow. Hey, let's, he would have yeah. gotten away with it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Let, me, let me do this. Um, we've got, of course, Syracuse Mike, which happy Father's Day to our very own Mike Roberts, uh, Syracuse Mike, uh, who, who gives us headlines every single week. Let's go ahead and do the, the weekend review. Because one of the other big reasons I brought you on to talk about, uh, the thing I want you to talk about is uh, this week's hearings and the, the, the hearings, you know, basically within the last few weeks. So we'll talk about the impact of that. Uh, let's go ahead and, and, and go into Mike and, and we'll come back right after this. Thank you so much for y'all being on the show. Thank you. News team, assemble! It's time 
for the Week in News with Syracuse Mike. There was more testimony Monday before the January 6th committee with former U.S. Attorney General Bill Barr in a pre-recorded video saying that he repeatedly tried to get former President Trump to understand there was no election fraud in 2020. Barr said, I felt that uh, before the election, it was possible to talk sense to the president. Uh, and while you sometimes had to uh, engage in uh you know, a big wrestling match with him uh, that it was possible to keep things on track. But I was uh, felt that after the election, he didn't seem to be listening. But the committee pointed out that Trump was listening to people like Rudy Giuliani, who backed up his belief that there was fraud. Georgia was also in focus. You may recall the false claims involving mysterious suitcases filled with ballots at State Farm Arena in Atlanta. Former Georgia U.S. Attorney B.J. Pack looked into that claim after talking to Barr. Pack said the ballots were in secure lockboxes under a table. The FBI interviewed the individuals that are depicted in the, the videos. Um, this purportedly were double, triple counting of the ballots and determined that uh, nothing irregular happened in the counting. And the allegations made by Mr. Giuliani uh, were False. Pack abruptly resigned after Trump pressured Georgia state officials to overturn his election defeat. The hearings in Washington continue on Wednesday and Thursday of this week. Another bad day on Wall Street after Monday when stocks dropped into what's known as a bear market. That means average stock prices were down 20% from recent highs. And Bitcoin fell to nearly 70% below its record set late last year. All of this is a result of inflation and ahead of the next Federal Reserve decision. A gun reform measure is closer to being finalized and a key Republican senator is on board. Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. If it leads uh, to a piece of legislation, I intend to support it. I think it's progress for the country. Senate Majority Leader and Democrat Chuck Schumer says the process is moving along. Senator Murphy and Senator Cornyn and the drafters are working real hard and have every intention of trying to get it done. The bipartisan agreement would include incentives for states to pass red flag laws, funding for school safety and mental health resources, expand background checks for those under 21, and more. WNBA basketball star Brittany Griner, who has been held in Russia since February for allegedly smuggling in drugs, will remain in Russian custody at least through July 2nd. Russian state news agency TASS reported that news on Tuesday. The U.S. State Department has officially classified Griner as wrongfully detained. As expected, the Fed raised the key short-term interest rates, the biggest increase since 1994. Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell. Today, the Federal Open Market Committee raised its policy interest rate by three-quarters of a percentage point. More rate hikes are expected, probably in July and September, because the Fed anticipates that ongoing increases in that rate will be appropriate. 30-year mortgages have already climbed to 5.23%. That's two points higher than earlier this year. There is good news for seniors. The higher interest rate should lead to higher bank savings rates after years of dismal returns. Wednesday's move by the Fed is designed to slow inflation while trying to avoid a recession. The nation's best-known doctor, especially when it comes to COVID, Dr. Anthony Fauci has tested positive for the virus. His symptoms are mild and he is vaccinated and double-boosted. 
The stock market took another dive Thursday after Wednesday when some investors cheered the news that the Fed was raising interest rates to slow down inflation. Thursday reality set in and concerns about the impact of even more interest rate hikes and recession fears forced the market down. The Dow fell over 740 points. The so-called pressure campaign on former Vice President Mike Pence was the focus of Thursday's January 6th committee hearing. The committee says former President Trump led the effort and Trump aide Nicholas Luna was one of those testifying. Did you hear any part of the phone call, even if just this, the end that the president was speaking from? I did, yes. All right, and what did you hear? So as I was dropping off the note, um, I, I, my memory, I remember hearing the word wimp. Either he called him a wimp. I don't remember if he said, you are a wimp, you'll be a wimp. Wimp is the word I remember. The select committee showed that in his speech to supporters earlier on January 6th, Mr. Trump inserted language to publicly pressure Pence, even though it hadn't been included in earlier drafts of his speech. Atlanta will be one of 16 cities to host the 2026 World Cup. All of the soccer quarterfinals, semifinals, and the World Cup final will be played in the U.S. Atlanta was picked because of Mercedes-Benz Stadium, all of the hotels that are centrally located downtown, and an international airport that services the world. This will be the first World Cup on U.S. soil since the 1994 World Cup. Verizon announced Thursday that several of its internet services will start at $25 a month with AutoPay and a premium G5 mobile plan. The company says that their internet plans don't have hidden fees, annual contracts, or extra charges for equipment. A third victim has died in that Alabama church shooting. The family of the 84-year-old woman has requested her name be withheld. The shooting happened at a small church in a suburb of Birmingham. Vestavia Hills Police Captain Shane Ware. A lone suspect entered a small group church meeting and began shooting. The shooting suspect is in custody. It's sports. Steph Curry was named MVP after the Golden State Warriors beat Boston last night and became NBA champions. Curry told ABC Sports. We were so far away from it. We were here for five straight years and got three of them. Then we hit rock bottom with injuries and the long road of work ahead and just trying to fill in the right pieces and the right guys. And to get back here and get it done means, means the world. Man, I tell you, I got to give it up to Golden State, man, because people counted them out. If you look at, what, what five years ago when, when they were at the bottom, like the worst, uh, what, how, how do you say it? It was, what, 10 and they were 10 and 50? <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, to come back and win the championship, it, it's got to feel good. A lot of the naysayers. But I will say this for, for Boston fans. Your boy Tatum got some soul searching to do in the offseason, man. Y- y- y'all agree? I mean, KW, you shaking your head. Go ahead, bro. <laughs> Come on, say something. Mike, make sure you uh, un- unmute your mic, man. Let me unmute you because I know you got something to say. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, I said Tatum, he got some work to do before he get to that superstar status because. He got to do some soul searching, man. Yeah, you got to come with it. This you know. is all you got to come with it. And they took the lead for a second, then let them win three straight. Yeah, I mean, what? It, it's just like you know, I, I got to give it up to every every um, you know team in the finals. I mean, it was it was amazing this year in the NBA because you it was like feast or famine. You know, in the games, it was like either there were no close games really. It was like blowouts, all these blowouts. You know, in the in the playoffs, and and you know, it did it got tight with uh, between Boston and Golden State, but uh, you know, the best team won. I mean, you know, definitely with um, all the players healthy, uh, with Clay coming back, and and uh, I hate to say his name, I want Drummond. 
<laughs> I can't stand Drummond. But um, you know, with everybody Three back, in a row. yeah, everybody said that they would they would definitely do it. So kudos to them. Also, you know, Tanya B still on here. She texted me her food, what she's cooking today. So Tanya B, you 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 off? <laughs> Take it. But I, I got I meant to sh- I meant to shout out her dad, man, and and we lost him back in 2017. But but uh, just a, a radio legend, uh, James Jimmy Early. Bird man, WILD Boston, and and I, I I looked at a picture of him today, and and you know Tanya B, you know seeing her on screen constantly as we do this taping weekly, that's your daddy. <laughs> <laughs> that is Tanya B. So so really shout out to to her family and 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 definitely the the late James Jimmy Early Bird WILD Boston, definitely the greats man. No, they don't make DJs like that anymore. You know what I was talking about. You know, y'all know yes. what I'm talking about back in the day. Yes. You know, when they came on yes. strong, you know, kicking it. Mm-hmm. So um, Harold Michael Harvey is here, y'all. And uh, just got to definitely, again, give him his due. Thank you so much for being on. Um, and um, we were just talking about Watergate and talking about the current uh, January 6th commission and the hearings. And, you know, I hear people talking about, well, I'm not really interested. I'm not really going to watch. And, and, you know, you and I were having the conversation about who really needs to be watching, and that's Merrick Garland, you know. So, so my question would be, you know, how important is this for Merrick Garland to do his job? And, and of course, Merrick Garland is the attorney general of the United States and the DOJ. And even, you know, and, and then after that, really talk about Fulton County, you know, uh, Fannie Willis. You know, uh, because this week, as we tape, the what Raspensburger is actually going to be a part of the January 6th hearing this upcoming week as we tape on the Sunday. I think it's going to be Tuesday. So what do you think? I mean, uh, Harold, Mark, Michael Harvey, what, what are your thoughts, sir? Um, well, I mean, the, the, I think your question was um, Merrick Garland. Let's go there first. Well, you know, I, I I think Garland has been doing his job. I mean, investigations or or things that happen behind the scene. You do your work. You check out uh, everything uh, that comes to your attention about um, this possible crime that you're investigating. Uh, you take, for, for instance, over the last year. Uh, all of last year and up until about um, uh, a month ago, we didn't hear anything out of uh, Fannie Willis and what was taking place with the investigation in Fulton County. That's because that's a good prosecutor doing their job. So uh, a prosecutor should not be out in the public uh, running their mouth talking about what uh, what piece of evidence they've uncovered this time. And then another week they find something else out and they bring that to us again. No, they have to methodically put those cases together. I think that's what Merrick Garland has been doing. I don't think that the January 6th committee hearings is um, does gives him any more information than what he already has. Hmm, okay. But I think what it will do for him, it will give him co- cover in terms of uh, there has been a public hearing now, at least it's going on, and at the re- at the conclusion of this public hearing, where um, where uh, this investigative body, the Congress, which is which is uh, this committee, is serving as an investigative body, 
And so over the past uh, year or so, they have been collecting information, uh, interviewing witnesses, deposing witnesses. And so now they put this thing together and they have a narrative of what happened from A to Z. Okay. And so now the public will have that information. And so uh, without the prosecution having to go out there and build the, the case piece by piece, uh, this congressional hearing has done it. And it sort of gives um, uh, Garland a segue into bringing an indictment, bringing charges against possibly the president of the United States and others for their involvement uh, in actually uh, uh, spearheading an insurrection, trying to take the government down. What are, what are your thoughts if, if uh, the DOJ decides not to, not to indict and not to charge? I mean, I, I just don't think that's a, that's a rational uh, possibility, uh, given well, the I, evidence. I know, rational, but what if that happens? What if they, you know, what if they decide we're not going to do anything? Well, you know, uh, Garland is a rational human being. Mm-hmm. He's a rational attorney. Okay. And he will do the appropriate thing at the appropriate time. So I, I really don't want to speculate mm-hmm. on what will happen. Um, um, you know, and if it did happen, then and at the end, at the conclusion of of the uh, congressional hearing, the Justice Department decides not to indict or to go forward uh, any further. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you have to see what reasons they give for not doing that. It's going to be kind of hard uh, to come up with a reason not to, given the <laughs> you think the, <laughs> yes, given the testimony that we've I'm heard. Sad. <laughs> That we've heard so far from this hearing, yeah. it's going to be kind of hard now to come up with with some reason not to. I mean, let let me say I'm going to say this, y'all, because I watched. I've been watching every, you know, every hearing. Okay, I know most of a lot of folks only watch maybe the headlines, the news, get the recap, and and I will tell you based on the information just I've heard, and and again, I agree with you. It's tough to speculate, but. If if I'm a, a citizen of the United States, okay, let's say I, I came here just from an alien planet, you know, I would have to say if they let these folks go, there really and truly is no justice. You know what I'm saying? There, there's no true justice. I mean, it, it really makes the case for the fact that the justice system only is catered to the elite, you know? And the only other reason, and and let me say this, I'm going to say this one more thing, and I'm going to throw it to you. The only other way that I would see Merrick Garland deciding not to do anything is if there is an overwhelming, I guess, threat of violence on this country. That's the only, you know what I mean, in terms of uh, going after these these folks, especially going after Trump. I I think... uh, what is it? Um, tranquility, peace, and tra- to keep peace and tranquility. You know, that's the only way. But go ahead, I'll throw it back to you. It's kind of like the Civil War, if you recall, when when Lincoln had well, to make well, a had to make a decision. Right. Well, I mean, that's where we are. Um, but you know, you, you go back to Watergate. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a parallel. There's three parallels I want to make between Watergate and the January um, 6th insurrection. Yeah. One is the, is, is, is the, the way the hearings are conducted. 
In 50 years ago, I woke up on a Monday morning in Birmingham, Alabama, visiting with my collegiate girlfriend and her family. And um, her father had the television on and they were broadcasting uh, the Senate hearing on Watergate, very first day. Hmm. And uh, so we, we sat spellbound and I almost missed uh, getting to the bus station for a ride home to Macon where I lived. And when I arrived in Macon later in the afternoon and walked in the house, my mom is watching the Watergate hearing. Mm. It went on all day, five days a week. Um, uh, you know, and, and so contrast that with the January 6th hearings. The first hearing was held uh, in prime time at night for a couple of hours. And then they've had a couple of uh, days uh, in the last week or so, last two weeks, where they've had two-hour hearings, at least uh, um, two to three-hour hearings. Mm -hmm. And so it's more scripted. And so you you get um, you get um, they are addressing each aspect of what occurred that day. Okay. And and uh, so so that's a contrast. And the other one is if you to get right back to your point, what was the final result? Richard Nixon resigned under threat of being impeached, and his vice president turns around and pardons him. Hmm. No accountability. Now, here's a guy who would, who would have brought the government down, who would have defeated democracy by stealing an election, by robbing his, his uh, competitors' um, headquarters, finding out all, the, all their plans for the upcoming election, and have a plan in place to defeat it. Hmm. So he would have stolen the election, but he gets away scot-free because the vice president comes in and pardons him. And I remember there was an outcry from radicals like me uh, back in 1972 saying, that's wrong as oh, yeah. I'll get out. Yeah. Uh, but there was no revolt in the street. Mm -hmm. And and um, and so it went to the ballot box and the public decided that, that we needed a fresh start and therefore we get Jimmy Carter. Mm. Well, so... And, and and you had two prosecutors, one Republican and one Democrat. You had Sam Irvin, who touted himself as being a country lawyer from South Carolina uh, for the Democrats. And you had Howard Baker, Republican from Tennessee, who prosecuted that case. Um, and, and of course, you had John Dean, who was the president's counsel. Mm. Um, uh, who was the key witness in that case. Yeah. He saw what happened. He knew it was wrong. And from the get-go, John Dean said, I can't get entangled in this. I have to tell the truth, no matter where the truth leads. And so he did. Now, now you contrast that with where we are today. You've got, um, with Trump, the vice president, Pence, did not call him out. Hmm. Gave him a pass. Just like Gerald Ford did not call uh, Richard Nixon out, hmm. he gave Richard Nixon a pass. And uh, Pence doesn't call out Trump. He gives him a pass. All right. That's why we still have a turmoil. And then you have the attorney general who just days before the insurrection was saying, you know, it might be a possibility where uh, that, that was some uh, fraudulent votes. 
having been cast in November. Um, and of course, you know, he claims to have come clean uh, here when he when he spoke to uh, when, he, when he was deposed by the committee. Mm. Uh, but but that's too late. Yeah. But yeah. Deposed by the committee. He's like, man, this was as you know, he used his words. This this was bullshit. bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Constantly. You, you, you know, know, so 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 if 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 that was B.S. Yeah. It yeah. was so blatantly B.S. Yeah. Wh- why did you. Uh, why did you not expose it? Yeah, uh, when you learned about it, like in terms well, of how like, he went out, he went out soft. He get he went out when he resigned with a whimper. He didn't he didn't uh, call right, it out. Right. Yeah, I yeah. mean the guy was going to fire him. Hmm. Yeah. He, he didn't quit. He didn't quit because um, um, he didn't quit because he felt morally obligated that I cannot, I I can't do this. Yeah. 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 Because it because it's so morally in, uh, improper, he went out because the guy said, because you won't do it, I'm going to fire you. Mm-hmm. So he beat him to the punch and he resigned. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, so so he, he doesn't get he doesn't get any kudos from me for, for his actions. But, um, you know, so you get Merrick Garland, um, you know, he, he's going to do what he what he does when he completes his investigation. And um, I think it's got to follow in track what. What um, the leaders of Benny Thompson, uh, the you know the the the, uh, the Alcorn Flash, and we've got Benny Thompson from HBCU conducting the most um, the, the most uh, important uh, congressional hearing in the 21st century. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, you know, from an HBCU, and then you have Liz, Liz Cheney. Um, you know, n- no moderate. She's no by no ma- no by no stretch of the imagination mm. is she a moderate conservative. No. She's, you know, she's a right wing conservative, but she is standing up for a principle. She knows it's wrong, and um, and so she's standing up against wrong. And uh, you know, so we'll 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 get to some kind of conclusion um, from that committee. I, I just can't wait to see how they tie uh, the president into having. Uh, orchestrated and given the orders, assembled, assembled the mob and given the orders for them to carry this out. And I think one, when they drop that bomb, you know, uh, that that's a big explosion there. And and Garland will pick pick up those pieces um, and and do what he does. And now with respect to Fulton County, mm-hmm. uh, you know that uh, grand jury is in panel. It's underway. I, I initially thought that that it was just probably um, um, a, a little cover for. Um, for Fanny, but uh, you know she's doing her work. Okay. Okay. She's, so, so yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to ask you. Well, I mean, based on what you hear, based on everything that we've said, um, and I know it's early. Okay. And but for the podcast, okay, I'm just asking you this: at this point in time, where do you think this thing is headed? At this point, point in time. No, no, no. I mean, overall, at this point in time. Overall. Yeah. You know, um, you write. You write. You're, I don't know. You're a writer. You know. <laughs> I, I don't know if democracy can be saved. Okay. I mean, we're at a we're at a critical uh, juncture, and we we've had a couple of these in American history. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, when the, when when the when they were just colonies, and they they had to make this decision whether or not they would break away from uh, Great Britain. And so they decided to do that, and they fought a war, and they won. Mm-hmm. And then in 1812, uh, the Brits tried to come back in again, and 
and um, you know got the, some Native Americans down in in Louisiana in the southern part of the of the country to aid them, and they actually attacked and burned the White House. Mm. Uh, um, you know, so so that was a critical junction. Well, will will this nation stand? And then you fast forward to 1860, and here we go again. And and uh, when you when you look at it, it's all on it's all based upon race. Mm-hmm. It's all based upon race. It's all based upon uh, being able to exploit uh, black labor, black male labor. Yeah, that's what that's what it has always been about since 1776, uh, 1812. Um, 1860, and then and then in, in 1972 you had this constitutional crisis. Then too, we're right there at the at the at the cusp of a constitutional crisis with an American president committing a felony in order to steal uh, information from his rival so he could hold on to office. And then we fast forward into the 21st century. And we have another American president doing the same thing, and and uh, and then you have these uh, these minions who parrot the lies that this guy utters, which which brings us to a place where what is true? Yeah. You don't know what yeah. truth is anymore because um, when someone speaks the truth, then that side will will parrot a falsehood as if it was the truth. Yeah. And so America is at a critical point. It's at a breaking point, and it has to decide yeah. uh, what it will do. I agree. I agree. And, you know, you and I were, were again, going back and forth. We were talking about um, one of the things I asked you is, do black people really understand the lev- I mean, the, the weight and the impact that it could have, the decision, and where this goes on, on, on black communities? Well, I, I sure hope they do because this is a this is it's critical. I don't think they do. I, I don't think so either. I think they're looking at the economy. They're looking at all the criticism that um, that the Republicans level on uh, Joe Biden and and um, and and they are building up this. Um, I don't know if I like Joe Biden thing. Yeah. So like, uh, which is easy. I'm not going to get you, you started. Go back four years. <laughs> you go back four years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had same thing about Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Okay. And so what did that end us up with? Yeah. 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 It ended us up with um, someone who wasn't qualified to be president. Yeah. I want to get into Biden. I do want to, I do want to get into Biden, um, you know, in a different way with uh, Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms joining mm-hmm. the Biden administration. Um, okay. That's your mayor. That's your former mayor. You're, you, you know, right. in the city of Atlanta. Um, do you think that'll help the current situation? I have my well, thoughts, you, and I, I do want to. I, I want to hear what you have to say. It, in my view, it depends upon what he wants her to do. It's if, messaging. If want, but go ahead. It, I think it's more messaging than anything. But go ahead. Yeah, but the, the, my point is, uh, what message he wants her to carry? Mm-hmm. If, if he wants her to go out there on the point to talk about, to laud um, the correctness or the appropriateness in the program and the policies that he came up with, albeit some uh, have not panned out as well as as he would have liked. Mm-hmm. 
then she's not going to have an impact because the messaging that Joe Biden needs to do is to um, is to tell the American people we've tried, we've got this inflation, we've got gas prices are out of the roof. I understand that we're doing the best we can on it, but we're at this critical junction in American history. Mm -hmm. And and the choice in twenty in twenty two in the midterms and also in twenty four in the general election is yeah. Yeah. do you want to turn the government over to to a bunch of um of white supremacists? Insurrectionists. Insurrectionists. <laughs> yeah. Or or do you want to maintain the system? And so basically black people, all all Americans actually, uh, are caught in a catch twenty two. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, if you're going to you, you can't I, I can't vote my politics. I mean, my pocketbook in November and I can't vote my pocketbook in 24 because I know that there's a bunch of fools out there on the other side that if they get the power like they've done in Georgia, they, they, they've they've uh, they've got all this power in Georgia. Mm-hmm. And so whether they, they you look at the laws they legislated. Yeah. Um, the, the 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 abortion the heartbeat bill which the is, heartbeat bill yeah. that they passed this year uh which is the, held the, up in the, court which has been held up in court but go ahead yeah but it is there oh yeah it's there uh, you, you know um the uh this talk about critical race theory what in the heck is that yeah that's not even who is it critical to in an elementary i mean i'm who, just saying who, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying to you most elementary school teachers i know you talk to it's not even being taught you get it and, you know, you, I mean, honestly, it it's should not be, a subject. but it's not a subject. It's, it's not a subject. It, it's, just, it's, just some, it's just something they made up. It's a blueprint that's going from state to state. It's something they use. Yeah. As a what do you call it? It's, a it's cult- just a word. It's, it's a culture war. <laughs> it's it's a, just a word. It's culture. War. It's not a it's not a plan, a program. Yeah, yeah. It is a word. Yeah. 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 That they that they speak as if it is true. Mm-hmm. Something is happening, but it's not. Yeah. So that's what we're going to turn the government over to. Yeah, so true. Well, you know, let, let me say let, let me say this, and 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 I'm going to say this about Mayor Bottoms. I was a little surprised, but I'll say this um, only because the only reason I'm surprised is she resigned. I mean, she decided not to go for a second term in Atlanta, and and I didn't. I, I thought by her resigning or not deciding to go for the second term, you know, it, it didn't make her look that great. You know, as as with for a national opportunity. But of course, now looking at this, I will say, you know, uh, maybe somebody said something to her that led her to believe that something may be in the wings um, that she didn't want to talk about at the time. I'll say that one. The other thing is she's very real. I mean, you got to keep in mind. I mean, Mayor Keisha, you know, straight up what Douglas High <laughs> Mays. I mean, she's true and true Atlanta ATL. Um, you know, uh, not an H. Did she go to HBCU? FAMU. Yeah, she went to FAMU. And, uh, I think she went to Howard Law. Yeah, yep. And I think when it comes down to it, you're going to get a real black woman. I'm, and I don't, I don't mean, I'm not taking away from black women in general, but what I'm saying is true and true, you're going to get somebody who can put their finger on the pulse of black women, a day-to-day black women. Does that make sense to you in terms of what I'm saying? You it know, makes sense to me, and I and I think that's you what that's what, back, what to me it comes back to what Biden wants to uh, right what he really wants to accomplish wants to communicate these next few years yeah but I do think that that's if if she if they will allow her 
to give her true black woman opinion in the White House. You know what I'm saying? Not because and, and I don't take away from anybody who doesn't have that background. But I will say that having that background and being in a position in this opportunity is an advantage or could be an advantage for Biden that he really and truly doesn't have because he doesn't get that from Kamala. He doesn't get that. I mean, he may get Howard, you, you know, at, at, you know, at that phase. But true and true, you know, Mayor Keisha keeps it real. And, 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 and you know, I, I know Tanya B is going to say, well, you know, what about the red carpet, Keisha, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to go there. I'm going to wait to see how. And, and I agree with you 100 percent. I think ultimately it's it's his expectation. You know, is it just to fill a gap? Because the other thing is, um, you know, Harold Michael Harvey, I mean, they are losing black staffers left and right. They call it, what is it, Blacksit? They are fleeing. Most of the black staff in the White House is getting up out of there. They can't keep them. So, I, you know, we'll see. We'll see. All right, hey, but I, I appreciate that. I wanted to get your opinion on that. I know, K-Dub, did you have a thought, man, before... Uh, I'm I'm listening to all this political stuff. <laughs> I'm, I, I go back to what you said. One of y'all was saying some uh, Civil War type stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Call me then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Because it's like, crazy to me. I just like, hey man, they ain't gonna give up. Like you said, uh, no. it's all about black man's labor, and they ain't trying to turn that loose no time soon. It's like taking kid from a candy. Mm-hmm. It is. Well, candy from a kid. That's the way I'm supposed to say candy it. Candy from a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But, yeah. but, but, you know, um, it, it's again, I think this week is going to be very impactful because we're going to have the people from Georgia on the stand uh, mm-hmm. talking about the call. And, and it, it just amazes me. It doesn't amaze me, but um, given all the evidence, and I was saying this this week, you know, at the, at the kitchen roundtable. Can you imagine if this were President Obama going through this? I mean, I'm talking about from how long would it have lasted before charges would have been brought up? <laughs> no, really. You laugh. But what? Awful. Yeah. What? Real quick. Off with his head. Real quick. Week, week, week of maybe what a month before they charged him, before they brought him up on charges. So it, 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 it's discouraging to me, and it would be, I think, not necessarily a lot of folks would just say, yeah, you know, fuck it, I don't care. But I think it's even more, you know, this is about future generations. It's not about our, this right. is about our kids, this is about our grandkids. You know, this is about future generations. I mean, this is why we do what we do now. Uh, to pre- I mean, that's one of the things, and I'll say this to you as well, because I do want to ask you about this. You know, AOC, and I mentioned this on the podcast last week with um when I was talking to um, uh, Tanya B and I were talking about this, the fact that the average age of Congress right now is what, 58, almost, you know, closing in on 60. The average age of a senator is about 65. OK, um, AOC was saying basically there's no youth, there's no millennial, there's no Gen X representation, you know, with our leaders, you know, and, 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 and I say that now. Um, you know, to say that, you know, we're dealing with a lot of people whose opinions and insight doesn't necessarily link 
with what's going on now. That doesn't take away, you know, you and I, I mean, Harold Michael Harvey, you're 70. I'm 58. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You right in the range, uh, K-Dub. Uh, that doesn't take away from from what we have to offer and be being ageist, but that number is going to have to change a bit. You know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, the youngest, what, you have to be at least 25 to be a senator. Yeah, I mean, to, to be in Congress, at least 30, 35 for a senator, 25. Oh, yeah. for, 25 for the House. Yeah, 25. Mm-hmm. So, so 25, 35. 35 to be president. Yeah. So you see the, the, the vast, you know, how far away we are from, from that lower end. All right, mm-hmm. I, I've said. I mean, you got anything? You got you you, you leaned up a little bit. <laughs> you got what's on your mind? <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I saw he leaned up when I said that. So, what, what are your thoughts? I mean, you know, I don't, I don't think, I, I don't know if the people, I don't think the people who are leading the country right now can grasp. You know, not. I'm not joking. I'm not laughing about Biden falling off the bike this weekend. I mean, you know, I, that's not a good thing. It's not. You know, it's it's not a good look. But what I'm saying is you're dealing with a a 79-year-old president who's about to be 80, who, if he runs for office, is going to be 82. Okay? And, you know, maybe we do need to start thinking about leveling this thing off a bit. So so we'll we'll look at it this way. Not just anybody, but at least starting to take a look. Well, no, you you always... It's warfare, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's warfare. So who's on the opposition? If he doesn't get indicted and go to jail, uh, Trump, what is he, 80 years old, too? Yeah, yeah. 79? Yeah. So, so I mean, that's the alternative. Mm-hmm. You know, our 80-year-old or their 80-year-old, ours at least got some sense. Theirs doesn't. Yeah. Ours at least want to propel the country uh, forward and try to look out for all people. The other one doesn't. Yeah. He wants to he wants a he wants minority rule. He wants to maintain uh white rule, whereas uh Biden wants to ex- expand to give um um to, to bring more people, uh, more diverse people into the process of American democracy. Yeah. You know, so we, we can never forget uh, what the who's on the other side of the, of the firing line? But so let me, it wasn't, let me, yeah, it let wasn't me, our guy, yeah. and it was their guy. Um, you know, is, is that a choice? And can we get somebody else to go up against that guy? Can we get people you know, away from the messaging of the expensive gas prices? You know, paying more, seeing more, seeing less in their pockets from week to week. You know, to you would, you, would, you, would you rather save democracy and save the world, or worry about your purse? I'd rather save democracy and save the world, and I'll eat tomorrow. Okay. You think everybody's willing to do that, K Dub? No. <laughs> uh, we can save democracy. <laughs> but you want to eat today? <laughs> but I want to eat today too. Yes, I'm a different breed. It's like we get. Well, I just think. Black people just need to figure out something amongst themselves. I ain't saying it had to be a group or organization or some type of way of uh, dealing or treating or working with each other yeah. to get through all this. Because it's the system that they built anyway. Yeah. It's not ours. Yeah. <laughs> we, been, we are affected by it. So I agree. Yeah, you I agree. Hey, let's do this, y'all. Uh, I want you to. How do you get the communication going, though? 
I mean, I know that's the truth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We obviously can't have a conversation uh, on G podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's a good question because I say the same thing every day. We can't even walk past each other in the grocery store and just say hi. Yeah, right. We just got to walk past each other with our nose turned up. Yeah, you know, it's it's amazing. I, 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 um, I've lived in my neighborhood for thirty-one years. I, I, I built thirty-two years. I built the fifth house in this subdivision. And I've got young people, young neighbors, who will walk by me when I'm outside in my garden and never say a word. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Won't even look. Yeah. Just social. So I got to the point crazy. where when I see them coming, I turn my back and stick my butt up in, in, in their face while I'm digging in the ground. Mm. Uh, <laughs> you know, and, and it ought not to be that way. No, I agree. Right. I agree. Hey, we're, let's take. We're, a, let's we're take bad a, towards each other. Yeah, we are. Yeah. We are. I'll take. A, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and wrap this. Um, appreciate you, y'all again. This is uh, you know episode one thirty four. This is the G podcast. Harold Michael Harvey's here. Uh, K Dub is here. This is Tommy B. Hey, let's take a quick break. We'll come right back. Appreciate y'all hanging with us. Thank you so much uh, for checking us out. And, and uh, I want to wrap this in just a few minutes with just a couple of reminders. Um, get in touch with your congressional, your rep. Um, you know, call 202-224-3121. Uh, that's 202-224-3121. Remind them that you're paying attention to what's going on with the uh, gun control bills and everything that's going on until there's some kind of closure on this. But, you know, and, and, and a lot of things that are going on, but please definitely make sure you continue to follow up, follow, uh, follow up on this. Uh, shout out to all the fathers on this Father's Day. Thank you. Uh, Got to say thanks to my Smurf brothers. Hit me up this morning. They know who they are. I know I'm confusing y'all, but they know who they are when they listen to the show. Again, uh, big thanks to uh, all the folks who listen. Um, thanks to our social media followers and friends, family. Uh, kudos to uh, my city, City of East Point, uh, the Atlanta NAACP, and City of East Point. Definitely Councilwoman and NAACP VP Karen Renee shot me some information on on great Juneteenth thing they did um, out there in the uh, City of East Point. Congrats to y'all as well. Also, congrats to McDonough. I saw Big Big Shaq doing his thing out there. So, uh, you know, definitely Shaq uh, is, is in the community and doing his thing. Uh, he could be resting after all the travel he's done with the NBA Finals, but he's out there doing his thing in the community. And uh, definitely happy Father's Day and happy Juneteenth to everybody. Thank you again, Harold Michael Harvey. Y'all go to HaroldMichaelHarvey.com. Yes, definitely. Go to HaroldMichaelHarvey.com. I ain't finished with you yet, sir. I, 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 I see you got your lights too short to take fastball shirt. You know, I know you're still out there doing your baseball thing. You love sports. You love baseball. And, and, and best of luck for all the sporting opportunities you see before you, you know, and definitely good luck with, with that, you know, as, as it, I know it's going to happen. Uh, but, but last words, final, final thoughts, Harold Michael Harvey. I'll come to you too, K-Dub, but Harold Michael Harvey, final thoughts. Well, if you live in Georgia, Tuesday is election day, so go vote. And um, if uh, if you like me, you'll vote the black slate. Mm, okay. uh, I, I, I love. Um, does that mean does that mean we need to vote? 
uh, Kwanzaa Hall instead of Charlie. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> there you go. That's right. But I mean, why? Why the? Why the? Why the turnaround on Kwanzaa? I mean, why the? You know, when when you looked at Abrams and um, what's her? I, I, I can't think of her name. I, you know her uh, name. When? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, no, no, no. Uh, um, uh, Lucy Bath, Lucy, and and um, uh, well, Abrams, of- basically they are endorsing for a, a Attorney General Charlie, which I don't. You know, I, I'm I, I know. Well, let me explain it to you. The white guy from you UGA. Got, <laughs> the white. You got you got a minute? Yeah, I do. I do. Go ahead. Well, the, it's a ticket. Mm-hmm. Stacy and. Um, and Lucy, they don't want to run on a um, on a predominantly uh, black ticket. Mm. So you got to get a white person in there, and the, and the only um, uh, white candidate would be um, um, Bailey, mm-hmm. Charlie Bailey. Yeah, right. And then of course, um, a former state representative Wynn, uh, who who took Stacey Abrams' seat in the Georgia legislature. Be uh, She, you know. She was born here, but the parents um, migrated from uh, Viet- Vietnam back during uh, the Nixon year era when mm-hmm. when when Vietnam fell and we had to get out of out of there. Mm-hmm. Uh, her parents came here and, and she's done well. Um, uh, you know, so they, they are supporting her yeah. because that gives them a more diverse ticket. I understand that. Yeah. Yeah. But then wh- why should a and, and you have this, this woman Hagler out in um, near your county, next to your county, in mm-hmm. uh, Clayton County, yeah. who is also a former state representative who, um, uh, who who's on that uh, ballot. Um, you know, she put, um, she, um, wh- wh- why, why vote against her just because she's a black female? Yeah. Why vote against Kwanzaa Hall just because he's a black uh, male? Wh- why, I mean, it, today, is June 19th. And what really June 19th is, it is that day when when the ruse that white folks had been pulling on black people in Texas finally came to an end. Yeah, yeah. The war had been over with over April, May, June, well, over for about two months. And um, and two white years. people in Texas knew it. <laughs> two years. <laughs> no, it was two months. Okay, I thought it was two years, yeah. but go ahead. Um, white people in Texas knew it. Yeah. But they didn't tell the people because they want to continue to exploit the labor. Right. One, you know, um, you know. So, so you want me to go out and celebrate it? Celebrate the day that um, that that shows me what this country is all about, and then see it's about freedom. Mm. Martin Luther King worked to free. Black people, uh, because we're still suffering from these vestiges of of uh, that enslavement period, that Civil War. Um, uh, we were never paid for the labor that we had worked, that we had done, all of those years, and so 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 freedom in a sense came, uh, but you got to compete with people who have been free their entire existence on the continent and who have built up financial resources um, to enable them to do a lot of different stuff that we can't do. 
Yeah. You know, so it's all about freedom. So it, it, anytime a, um, an, African, an African living in America can obtain some political or business um, advantage, I'm all for it. Yeah, I agree. And so Kwanzaa, you know, I've, I've, I've had some... I'm going to give it up. Kwanzaa, but I'm voting Kwanzaa. <laughs> there you go. And it is I'm two years. I don't care what you say, Mr. Okay, it's two years. I lived, all right, two years. <laughs> I lived in all Texas, right. all right? <laughs> all right, two years. I was indoctrinated into Juneteenth, so <laughs> I lived in Texas. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. Uh, again, thank you so much for coming. Kate, final words, man. Final thoughts. To the, to the black people, African-Americans, whatever y'all want to call yourself. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Please just think a little bit on how to just treat each other yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah. better. I ain't saying nothing big, huge, gigantic. Just one small step and teach your kids that so socially we can become better amongst each other. Because yeah. right now, it's awful. Yeah, it is. It is bad. And I and, and I think with the youngsters. K Dub, I, I think it has a lot to it it, it has a lot to do with, with what we see on the evening news at night, too. You know, a, a, a lot of these shootings and a lot of these, um, a lot of these mishaps, or I don't want to say mishaps, but you know, a lot of the violence that we see in our community. Yes, um, yep. among Just ourselves. Just had some happen. Yeah. yeah, close to me. Yeah. Not too long ago. That's why I'm saying it. Little so, teenager yep. killed a guy, 15, 16 years old, shot somebody. Excellent advice. Excellent advice, y'all. Again, go to HaroldMichaelHarvey.com. Again, um, you buy know, a book. Go ahead. You got yeah. Buy a book. <laughs> Y'all read. Show some love. <laughs> Show some love. Go, go to HaroldMichaelHarvey.com. Uh, again, probably you know uh, such a, a diverse uh, inventory of books. You know from from sports. Um, you know to fiction to to of course you know some of the best nonfiction. Uh, I, I just appreciate you again, sir, for for, for jumping on on uh, our big chicken day, um, you know, definitely. And, and I got to say, and I think I said, I don't know if I said this before, and we're going to wrap the podcast, but, you know, we were joking about the fact that Tiffany Cross and Joy Reid are doing the show on MSNBC mm-hmm. on Father's Day night. <laughs> it is called The Culture is Black Women. What? <laughs> I, I, I get that, y'all, media right? Media tricks. But y'all, y'all just couldn't wait till Monday? <laughs> me, media media tricks. Y'all gonna take mm-hmm. the they take they gonna take the big chicken back from us the big piece of chicken on, on, on MSNBC that today. But again, mm-hmm. y'all, uh, again, go to castropolis.net forward slash. This is the G podcast. Everything is there: the podcast, the stream, social media, email. Uh, also, if you have any comments, I know the women want to say something about what I just said. Uh, go to castropolis.net. There's a voicemail feature. Um, you could do it too, Mr. Harvey. You know, if you listen to the podcast, you can go there and just click it and just leave us a message on, on any, any topic that we've discussed. Again, um, definitely to everybody, I've got to say happy Juneteenth uh, to you, as well as to all the fathers out there. Happy Father's Day. And y'all, with that, episode 134 is in the can, and we are out of here, y'all. Peace and power to the people. Happy Father's Power to the people. All power to the people. <laughs> you <Right>. know it. <laughs> all right. When the revolution comes. <laughs> when the revolution comes. You've been listening to the G Podcast with your host, Tommy B. The G Podcast is a production of the Castropolis Podcast Network. Thanks for listening.